This is Alive. Enjoy the show. of Alive. I'm your host, JJ, and happy summer. We figured what more fitting for a podcast than to interview a man who spends the majority of his time on a wonderful road trip. And hopefully you're listening to this on a summer road trip of your own, or by the end of this podcast, you may need to plan one. Today's interviewee is Mr. Drew Martin. Him and his wife and dog spend the majority of their time living on the open road, either for personal expedition or on photo assignment. Not only do I envy Drew's grizzly beard, but I also envy the reading on his odometer. Today, we're going to sit down with Drew, learn a little bit about life on the road, adventure photography, and staying alive south of the border. Enjoy. Hopefully you're drinking a cup of coffee or enjoying a cold, refreshing beverage because we're back with another episode of I'm Alive. And today in the studio, we have Mr. Drew Martin. Drew, welcome to the show. Howdy. High five. Thank you, brother. By studio today, we mean my Toyota Tundra in front of Blackie's in Newport. We just had a wonderfully awkward surf. And now (laughs) we're hanging out with the seagulls, talking to Drew. Perfect. Drew, uh, we usually start by asking the guests uh, who they are and what they do. Sure. Um, So my name's Drew Martin. Um, I feel like I just press plastic buttons on computers and cameras um, and somehow pay my bills. Sounds pretty interesting. (laughs) Uh, That and I drive a lot. Um, It's super weird. Uh, I think I pinch myself all the time like... Like, how'd we get here? What did I do? I never kissed anyone's ass, but what, like, I feel like I did to get here. Um, yeah, some people would call me a photographer. 
I think I just kind of figured out how to have fun and kind of ride that line between fun and work and and somehow pay my bills. <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting because it's like, yeah, like when I was writing your intro, it's like, man, yeah, he's, he's a photographer. But then I'm like, no, he's kind of this weird highwayman hybrid. Yeah. You, you kind of carved something interesting for yourself, Drew. Like what's what's a normal work day for you? Or is that not some moron? Yeah, that's a total, there's no such thing in my world right now as normal work day. Um, I would say I'm either on a job or I'm not. So when I'm not on a job, a normal day, weekday, weekend, I kind of don't really know the difference anymore. Um, For better or worse, I don't know what it is. But normal day, uh, if we're home, just wake up kind of whenever we feel like it, make breakfast and like check emails, do that sort of thing, be in touch with um, a lot of people. There's so many people that I'm always talking to all the time. Sometimes it's work, sometimes it's about work, sometimes it has nothing to do with work, but it all kind of seems like it drums things up and it it kind of creates this um, just motivation like for myself and for other people. And a lot of my friends uh, I've met through either traveling or the road or work and we all kind of feel like we do the same thing. So we always just talk about things and things we want to do and get done. And and a lot of times we do get those done. And it's so cool. Like we'll be, fast forward, say we're on a photo shoot, a normal day is, uh, is wake up, usually before the sun in the dark. It's a little painful, but always worth it. Um, Early bird gets the one. Yeah, that's right. You want a good shot, you want the good light, you do it. Um, get up early shoot pretty much all day and then you know have beers and review stuff and do it all over again until until the job's done sometimes it's a day sometimes it's a month um it just depends on the job but it's it's a lot of times it's it's a it's all people our age running this production and sometimes we'll pause and be like how did we how did we get here like (laughs) look at all these 30 year olds or 35 year olds whatever it doesn't matter like, how do all of these people, like, there should be someone old here watching us, <laughs> but there's not. And we're getting Where's these, the babysitter? Yeah, there's a lot of money usually riding on certain projects. And we're, I feel like we're not babysat. And it's awesome, but I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> what's been, what's been like one of your most memorable road trips slash photo shoots that you've been on? Um... Let's see, a year ago, my wife and I did five weeks on the road, which is the longest consecutive we've done. Um, we're, we kind of live on the road and keep our place that we rent as storage and, you know, livable space with our roommate just when we're home. Um, but it seems like we're always traveling, always on the road. Uh, if I'm home for more than a week, if I kind of get anxious and weird and feel a bit stagnant yeah my wife knows and i I just it's almost like i don't want to compare myself to anything but the only word i can or the only like acronym or word i could say is like i feel like it's some sort of weird ptsd like (laughs) and i i do not compare it to anyone with that and i will never and i hope i never do and i respect that but it's it's a thing where if i'm not living out of a bag and i i'm home for too long i get i need to live out of a bag it's so weird. And so that's that's your longest trip in five weeks on the road? Yeah, so five weeks and we did, um, we went all the way up to basically the border of Canada at Montana. 
and did all these different things and kind of rode motorcycles all over the place, towed them behind our truck, um, met up with a bunch of people, worked some during that, like did this awesome photo shoot for my friends Go Fast Campers in Bozeman, kind of drove up into Glacier National Park and Yellowstone and these areas between them where nobody goes. And uh, we called it work, but it was just like shooting photos of trucks in the mountains. That's and not a bad day. It was and camping for a couple of nights and it was just this funny thing of like, oh, this is work. Just pinching yourself a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, so cool. What's up? So Drew, what up? What kind of photography or style of storytelling do you think you get hired the most for? Oh man, so I think I think the thing that, that I get hired for the most in my profession is 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 in it's now in like this weird storytelling advertising outside kind of space where there's there's camping and motorcycles or trucks or something like that and it's people just genuinely being friends and and going out together and doing something and i think that i feel like i've i've learned how to see a moment and if i don't capture it as it's happening then i can kind of reconstruct it and make it happen all over again and and I've, I'm learning and I have learned and I'm still learning, but how to how to make people feel comfortable while doing that over again. And I'll just like, sometimes I'll just watch things happen. And I feel like I'm, I'm not that creative, like trying to think up ideas. I, I just see them. And if I don't see them, then I don't shoot. Like a lot, like my favorite thing to do is go camp with my wife. And sometimes my camera just doesn't even come out of my, bo- my <laughs> camera box or bag or whatever. And I know all these folks who they force it and they're really good, but they, they just, they can't relax. And I'm all about relaxing. If I'm not, if I'm not seeing a moment or, or, you know, after something then I'm going to take advantage of kind of some free time. And so oftentimes you kind of feel yourself experience something and then almost like reacting the story. Yeah. Yeah. Having people reenact it or like, even if it's just a split second later, yeah. like I just saw you do this thing, do this again, maybe let's turn what you're doing this way so it looks better but you know and but um, in a sense it's almost like the most organic way of doing it because it's like it's not like you said you're trying to like force a round peg in a square hole yeah it's so hard to do and and see you know sometimes sometimes my, my job requires me to put together this scene that is supposed to look like a bunch of friends but it's a bunch of people who don't know each other yeah and it's really hard but hey, you're hired learning. you're hired you're hired yeah <laughs> No one's drinking beers. Let's pretend right. like we just had six. Exactly. And let's let Dude. this campfire, considering it's 112 degrees outside. That the is desert. that is more spot on than you know, <laughs> and and it's funny because uh, a lot of those kind of jobs, um, they'll they'll pull up some reference photos of mine and and kind of have them as inspiration. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but you got to know, everyone here has been drinking all day. They're 12 beers deep. Everyone feels comfortable with each other. They've known each other. Uh, that's a different vibe, but somehow I still pull it off and I still get this weird, uh, comfortableness with people. That's not even a word, but people just feel comfortable. Yeah. And I think I just talk about fart jokes, literally. That, if I can, that gets the people going. Dude, if I can't make people feel comfortable, I'll just A, fart or B, talk about farting <laughs> or like accuse someone of farting and it works every time. Do you just kind of pack Taco Bell in the in the, in the the photo bag just yeah. in case things yeah. have to get exactly. weird? Yeah, exactly. It's so weird, but that's, 
kind of what I rely on is is uh, I would say elementary school humor, but it's That's still right. my humor today. It gets people comfortable. <laughs> it gets know? people comfortable. It does. And for anybody listening to this that's not familiar with Drew, um, I would absolutely recommend that you jump onto his Instagram now and kind of scroll through as you're listening to this because for most people, the stuff that Drew captures and the things that he does is is what we dream of when we're staring at our screen too long and we just decide, you know what, I want to just grow a beard and get in a car and <laughs> drive. drive. <laughs> um, and so Drew, doing that for work, um, I guess like what's, what's your favorite part of that? Um, I think my favorite part of what I do is spending time with uh, friends old and new in new places. Yeah. And, and I mean, really, even in places that I've been a million times, but I, I see them in a different way or I see another side of it or I see a new place within an old place. And a lot of times now it's in vehicles that um, basically can go anywhere. Um, and so I'm in someone else's vehicle and we're going further than I've ever been out in some place I've been a million times, but I've never been to this corner a little of bit it. further each time. Yeah. And, you know, kind of making really cool situations with, with people that I love hanging out with. Um, and then like seeing old friends like you, I haven't seen you in 10 years, hey, good to see you, again, you know, and like now here we are doing this. And I mean, I think that both of us could call it work. We can, and you know, you got to pinch yourself for those right. kind of opportunities. It's insane. I mean, that, like, like you said, ev- you know, everyone at one point has stared at a computer screen and, and some people just can't take it any longer. And you figure like, I'm just going to jump off this cliff and see what happens. And if I float, I float. And if not, then I'll go back to it. And I feel like that's kind of what I did. And it's still working for now, but if it stops working, then I'll, either jump off another cliff or yep <laughs> and see if that works or you know go back to what works but I worst mean, case scenario you just had years and years of epic memories that right. people can't pay for yeah and and um when my wife and i started hanging out six years ago we kind of we kind of just started this idea uh that we called reverse retirement and we we're both broke like had no money could barely pay rent um but every little dime that we made, we would just put in our gas tank and drive and camp and like camp for free and go to new places. And uh, just cause we, you know, I don't know, we've seen so many, so many folks like work their entire lives away. And for this so-called retirement that you get, but I mean, in this day and age, who knows if that money you put away, you're even gonna get back. Who knows if what you're going to health you're going to be in. Yeah. Who knows it. if you're going to be alive, who knows if your body's going to work and allow you to do the things you want to do. So we were just like, you know what, let's just live how we would like to live as if we were retired. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that may be the best advice you're ever going to get on this show. So if you want to rewind the uh, audio and write down what you just heard, we won't charge you any extra. <laughs> Drew Martin with the best advice I've been given on a podcast. Um, Drew, that kind of segue, segues me into asking you an, a question. I think one of the coolest things about what you capture and what you do is we live in this world where like everything's like accessible. Like, yeah. You can just go anywhere and do whatever. Yeah. But you seem to go off the beaten path more than most. And like you just said, go go deeper, go go a little further. Do you have any stories that kind of stick out on exploration, if you will? On yeah. Your trips? Um, I think a really good 
time, honestly, is just Baja. There's there's no time ever in Baja that you can make a plan and it goes 100% to your plan. That's the best part of Baja. Yeah, I mean, that like, I'll go with friends or friends will ask me like the different tips and generally I just say like, fill up gas when you see it and don't make plans. That's it. And I think the coolest thing about that is like, you're gonna have issues, whether it's car issues or getting lost or running out of gas. Something scary might happen. Or something scary might happen. You know what, like that's why you do it. Yep. Like you wanna feel alive, right? I think secretly everybody that crosses the border is kind of hoping something's gonna happen. Absolutely. The second you you hit the border, yeah. like you're you're kinda entering, for lack of better words, into adventure. Yeah. And right. I think everybody knows damn well what they're getting into. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I've always I've always had like a love-hate relationship with that word itself, adventure, because it, it's it's been overused and it's starting to die down a little bit, but it's still like, man, like if everything goes according to plan, you just had a good trip. You know, if shit goes wrong, then you're touching on adventure. And if it continues to go wrong and you're fighting it and you're still having a good time, guess what? You've reached the level of adventure. Exactly. And I think going to Baja or going out there and pushing the limits and like pushing your comfort zone yep. is, you know, maybe in itself adventure. And I think that, that it doesn't, for, it, it means something different to everyone. I think I always remind myself, like, someone might have an issue in their head or some anxiety about going, you know, going on a dirt road or, or camping for free in some some out, out, out there spot where if something happens, you're in trouble. And so maybe their adventure is like going to this little place that's halfway between there. Yeah. You know, and some people's idea of adventure may be gaviotas. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? I got broken into one time at a house I rented there. Ironically, there you go. <laughs> but there's Mexico and there's exactly. adventure. Yes. Do you have like a, like your hairiest moment, whether it be in, in Max or, or, or on some four by four expedition that you, that sticks in your mind is kind of like one of those things that kind of shook you up a little bit? Um, I think a, a good one is from Baja and I was, I was kind of, I went to Scorpion Bay. I was on this two-week trip, um, photographing every every descanso, which is like a grave marker in Baja um, for people that normally die in car accidents. Yep. Um, so we did this book project, and we shot photos literally of every single one on Highway One from Tijuana to Cabo. How many were there? Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah, maybe like- a thousand. Like we we took. It takes two days to drive to Cabo. And we did it in seven or eight days it took. Whoa. Because we were stopping every hundred yards. Just documenting each Yeah. Other. Was that like kind of eerie that you're like documenting and driving about car accidents? While totally. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, luckily it was with um, two good friends and my wife and it was really good vibes. Um, the book is pretty much done, but uh, one of our friends isn't with us anymore. That's a long story. We love him to death, uh, so we're still trying to figure that out. But uh, we don't even have to include that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, so on the way back up, I, was, I tracked a swell that was going to hit Scorpion Bay, and it was in September. So it's kind of like storm season, and it was three or four years ago. So that year, all these all these storms were slamming, like both North Road and South Road. So nobody was going. You know, even the South Road, the river crossing was all jacked up. 
we're in a 15 passenger van that's basically one wheel drive and um we left cabo in the afternoon we got to scorpion bay like at 1 or 2 a.m across the river in the dark with one wheel drive it was Whoa. epic uh <laughs> kind of got lost in the dark a little bit we finally made it um there was nobody camped on second point and i surfed three times a day for two or three days <laughs> almost amazing. by myself like just chest high little fun the fish de waves. definition of risk it for a biscuit yes exactly um yeah these dogs had their day for sure uh so fast forward a couple days this guy in this really nice four by tundra comes up he's like hey guys when are you leaving when you you know what's happening i was like oh we're leaving tomorrow morning he's like cool which way are you going i was like oh we're gonna go the fun way the north road because we're going back north now he's like can i follow you he's like yeah sure it's all good um and so next morning he get, he comes to our campsite we head out we're on the north road it's all it's all good and easy we finally get to the salt flats and um he comes out of his car like smoking a big doobie by himself and i'm like cool man like just so you know for the next three hours like don't don't cut any corners yeah. don't don't um, don't yeah. try to be a hero yeah don't be a goof just this part everywhere else i don't care but the, like the only semi-serious part or what could be serious part is like this next stretch so don't cut corners don't be an idiot just kind of follow the same line we do and I don't know, we're halfway through it and he cuts a corner and buries his entire right side of his truck in, oh, the, in this like no. soft pit of doom. And instantly he's like up to his rails uh, on his passenger side. So we parked the van like a hundred yards ahead and I'm like, I'm a little like irritated, really. I'm just like- you just had warned the guy. Yeah, I just warned him, you know? And it's like, man, like- And you're not in a four by four situation where you could just wait him out. I can't help. You know, and he's begging me to back up and pull him out. And I was like, sorry, like, you don't back up here. And I'm in a one-wheel drive. I can't help you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just kind of was like, all right, well, are you in four-by? And he's like, no, I wasn't. And I was like, okay, well, let's figure out how to get you out. And I was, I don't know. I was irritated. So I kind of, like, was just giving him instructions on how to get out of that, not really helping. Um probably should have helped but i was mad irritated so basically just you know had him do the right things dig some trenches for tires to follow each other and uh told him to get in put it in four low and as we all hang on his driver's side to keep all the weight on that side and he's like cool cool how do you get in four low and i was like all right get out you know had one of my buddies that i was with get in and we all hung out and i told him i was like hey we have one chance if this doesn't work uh we're going to leave your car here. Yeah. And sorry. I'm like, this is the only place I don't really want to spend the night. Um, so we're going to leave your car here. You're going to take your girl and your dog and your five favorite things you have and hop in the van and not say a word about any of this. We're going to drop you off on the red O and I'm never going to see you again. That's it. That's it. Luckily that didn't happen. We got him out on the first try, oh. but I was, totally prepared to just that could have gone south yeah i mean like that's the only place i don't really want to spend the night like, yeah you know like you sink more you you know it's and as much as you want to help people like then you're talking about the safety of everybody with right. you and yep. him yep i've got my wife and two of my really close friends with me and they're more important 
my wife's more important than anyone on the planet to me. So guess what? If her safety means we're leaving you yep, here, you're then out. I'm leaving you here. You also just scored copious amounts of points when she listened to this podcast. Yeah, totally, totally. That wasn't, that wasn't planned. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's, that was one of like my favorite moments of just like, sometimes things happen Yeah. or like I guide these trips for a company called wilderness. Uh, they're based out of LA. We'll do like off-road motorcycle trips and side-by-side trips through grand Canyon and death Valley and, um, Western Sierra and, uh, broken bones happen all the time, all the time, yeah. all the time. things break. People roll, they go upside down, they Collar get hurt. Bones, they're snapping like chicken wings. Yeah, fingers, hands, people ride off cliffs. It's oh. it's insane. And we've dealt, like, now I just see things and I, I'm so numb. I'm not numb to it. <laughs> I care. <laughs> I care. And I, I'm used to it. And I'm just like, all right, cool, man. Well, what do you think? You want to go to the hospital or do you want to keep going? You want to ride in the truck? You got some popsicle sticks back here. Serious. And uh, actually, we do. We we carry these refrigerators that our friend's company, Dometic, makes. And we literally carry popsicles now. Epic. Because half of them, you could set to freeze. And so it's it's all time. So, yeah, it's like, hey, do you want to sit in the back and eat a popsicle? Or do you want to, like, get back on your bike or go to the hospital? It's up to you. We're not going to force you to do anything unless it's so serious that we're like, you can't even think for yeah. yourself. But I guess, like, being in the situations that you been in and seen like i'm sure you get pretty cool calm and collect just oh totally to it, you know? yeah it's hard i feel like it's hard to to phase to phase me now in a good way yeah you know like i i just you just handle situations for what it is and, and like i think there there's something to be said about the old saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger 100 you know? your your hands get a little grittier they get a little bit more callous but yeah. like you know you're not going to die because right You've, uh, you've pulled out of quite a few nose dives. Totally, yeah. And in, even just in life lessons in themselves or just living and learning. And like when I was first starting my career and I wasn't doing anything else but working with my camera and just struggling, like selling stuff to make yeah. rent sometimes. And it's the same thing. Like, yeah. are you going to freak out? Or are you just going to like keep working and, and believe that someday it'll work out, you know? Or like, or you're on the road and your car breaks down and you're miles from anywhere, like, you know it's not gonna kill you. So kind of laugh at it, have two beers, and then figure out what you're gonna do. Second bit of advice, <laughs> best, best second bit of best advice ever given on the podcast, maybe even in life. Again, you guys wanna rewind that and listen to it, you can. So Drew, out of all the things you've done, like you've probably seen things that most people will never see, is there something that sticks out to you that's like, a dream trip that you haven't done if you could do one radical trip um man there's so many uh i've really been dying to do i don't know honestly uh so we're building this new tundra that we got in november 19 four by doing doing quite a bit to it and getting some help from some friends and some great brands. And uh, I think right now my dream is to like spend as much time in it as possible and go places that we couldn't before um, because of size and like, you know, a little bit of worry about reliability. Um, so now I, I feel like we could go anywhere. You're building so, a home on wheels now. Yeah, and so I think my goal right now, my dream is just to like me, wife and dog just 
on the road, like maybe do like a thousand mile dirt road trip. Sounds pretty darn good to me. You know, and take a month or like spend a month in Baja, do every dirt road and surf every way if we want to. Um, motorcycle on the back for when we want to do other stuff. So that's that's like my biggest goal right now is uh, is finish the truck and and just like explore. I like it. <laughs> well, that kind of that kind of brings me into a question that we ask every guest on the show, and that's if they had one day to live and not in a morbid way. But if you had just one dream day on this planet Earth that you could do whatever you want anywhere yep. in the world, whoever, what would your what would your dream day? Um, I think right now my dream day would be in Baja, um, probably waking up on the beach in my truck with my wife and dog. Uh, you name a beach, it doesn't matter. It's Baja. Um, and driving from one side to the other on a cool, awesome dirt road that maybe we haven't done yet. Um, going to a surf spot, surfing. Simple, sweet. Simple, sweet. Um, not surfing all day, just like a quick hour just to have fun because nobody's down there anyways. In an hour, you can get a lot done. Having tacos along the way, you know, seeing cool stuff, stopping, taking pictures, and just spending like really quality time with my family. That sounds epic. I simple. like it. So simple, simple. And sweet. So simple. So now's the time for some uh, shameless self promotion. Um, <laughs> for people that don't know who you are, uh, where can they check you out? So, um, I've got a website. The easiest way to find it uh, is dmphotos.co. Um, Sorry, there's no M on the end of that. That one was taken. It's all right. Um, or at underscore Drew underscore Martin underscore a lot of underscores. Um, I guess my name has been taken. Hey, it's all right. That's I, fine. I highly recommend if you haven't <laughs> checked this page out or his site though, uh, do so. Maybe maybe crack yourself a Tecate. Yep. Listen to this podcast and scroll through. Um, he'll take you on a, a visual journey like no other. Um, Drew, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Thank, Thank you. you for your, your story, telling skills, both <laughs> behind the lens and um, now on this beautiful audio track. On the mic, hey. It was such a pleasure. Dude, thank you so much, Jason. Please be sure to check this gentleman out. And uh, if you're looking to uh, to book him, you know where to book him now. We have to go through <laughs> me. I'm just new to him. Yep. <laughs> anyway, you heard man, it. <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Thanks, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. And big thanks to Drew Martin, our guest, and the folks at Blue Dog Studio for mixing, making the music, and putting together this fine podcast. Hopefully, you are inspired now to go on a road trip of your own. And if you are, be sure to check out imperialmotion.com for all your needs. All of our summer goods are up. Everything from volleys, board shorts, wet dry bags, wetsuits, you name it. If you're going on an adventure, we've got you covered. Stay tuned for more episodes dropping soon. And be sure to tune in to at Imperial Motion for any updates, behind the scenes looks, videos, and all that good stuff. Until next time.